Good morning, good afternoon, good whatever time of the day it is while you're listening to the Locked On Texans podcast. We are the new hosts of the Locked On Texans podcast. I am John, some sports guy Hickman, and to the right of me, Cody Davis, and that's Cody with a T, not a D, folks. And shout out to the previous hosts who left us in good hands with the fans. I had a chance to engage with a couple fans on Twitter a few days ago. The show will be out soon whenever you guys listen to the podcast. I just want us to go ahead and want you guys rather to retweet, listen to us, shout us out. Check us out, man. We want to hear back from you yeah, guys. You know, having fun. Let us know how you like us. And if you hate us, let us know that too. Yeah, let us know that too. Maybe we'll give you a chance to come on the show and see if you can hang with us. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, depending on how disrespectful you are. Maybe. Uh, but we are uh, the two new hosts, like I said before, and uh, there's a lot going around in the NFL. If you guys haven't uh, heard the news that dropped yesterday, uh, the Texans did lose a key piece, mm-hmm. uh, a piece that they wanted to bring back. They were not able to bring him back, and we'll talk about that in the next segment. There are also players that the Texans are uh, across the league looking to bring in for a free agency. The Texans have a lot of money, and they have holes that needs to be filled. So, uh, Cody, I don't know about you, man. I'm excited to talk Texans for the rest of I don't know how many months <laughs> with our, uh, our new fans is going to listen. Mm-hmm. Locked On Podcast Network, thank you for uh, – to shout out to David Locke for giving us his opportunity. And when we come back, I guess we can just go ahead and hop on and talk about free agency. Yeah, let's get it. All right. Again, this is Some Sports Guy. And to the right of me, Cody Davis, and that's Cody with a T, not a D, people. Welcome back, welcome back. This is Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cody, as you know, as I mean, everybody in the NFL world knows now, so it's not really a need for introduction, but free agency starts on the 13th. Starts tomorrow. Starts starts tomorrow. And... It kicked off on Monday. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting signed, released, traded. Uh, whatever the case is, we're not going to necessarily focus on everybody else just yet. I know in the future we kind of want to do what's going on around the NFL, yeah. uh, specifically for the AFC. But we know the Texans have holes to fill. That's no question about it. Yep. Um Whenever you are a team with the talent that you have, like a Deshaun Washington, like a, a Nuke Hopkins, like a, a healthy Fuller whenever he's on the field, whenever you have that talent, then you necessarily don't want to lose out on the other players that make up your 53-man roster, especially if you're a team that has holes to fill. But that's exactly what happened. Going into the uh, free agency offseason off period, uh, the Texans wanted to re-sign Honey Badger. But if you do not know, now you will know, Honey Badger has now signed with the, uh, the Kansas City Kansas Chiefs. City Chiefs. And, that, and that hurts because it's like you say, we, we didn't want to go into the offseason losing, losing right. a, a hole that was pretty decent for us. And, um, I mean – it's it's sad to say. I mean, Hunter Badger was a really good piece for for the Texans last year, and um, dang, losing him hurts, man. So the the thing is about Honey Badger uh, guys is that that the Texans offered him nine and a half million mm-hmm. for uh, one more year, I believe. I I can't I I don't remember if it was 
per year or one more year? It was they, per year. It was per year. So they did offer him nine and a half, and he wanted to test free test free agency, uh, test the waters. And he wanted to come back, but in this game, we just saw with Antonio Brown, what matters most to a lot of the guys, which you can't be mad at, is security, money. Going from nine and a half per year with the Texans now going to three years, forty two million. Uh, which is $14 million per year with the Chiefs, you win that. For the Texans, it sucks. Why? Well, because you're already a team that needed pieces. You're a team that always lacked depth because of injury, your injury-prone history with a lot of your players. And on top of that, your defense, when you brought him in initially, you wanted more. And I personally don't think that Tyron Matthew had the best year he could have had. Uh, considering who he has been what we've seen him do in the past outside of injury and injuries rather and then coming in I expected more and he didn't give me as a as a fan as a viewer the love of the game uh what I thought he was going to be able to do no shot to him but do I necessarily think the Texans lost by losing him no here's why I think the Texans only lose if they don't find the replacement yeah now looking at the free agency pool we know the Texans have to fill spots on defense and offense. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's the two key uh, sides of the game. But on defense, they need DBs. On offense, they need weapons, and they also need a line. Now, when you look at uh, Honey Badger, in his case, playing safety, sometimes he may come down in the box. You ask yourself, who can we have to replace him? Landon Collins is already off the market. He's going to go to Washington. That deal has been wrapped up. I think that him in in Houston would have been a great fit because everything at 25-year-old Landon Collins can do what he did for the, the New York Giants, he can do for Houston. Um, but what my question is to you, who, who would you rather, not rather have, but who should the Texans go ahead and bring in? Because I have two names. Then because we lost Matthews, I truly believe the Texans – they need to sign Earl Thomas. I don't know how you feel about that. Yes, I know Earl Thomas is coming off a year where he um had that fractured leg injury. But, guys, Earl Thomas is still a pretty good player in this league. Now, he only played four games last year. Now, check this out. In four games, Thomas was already on the verge to be named Defensive Player of the Year. Want to know why? In four games, he already had three interceptions and 16 solo tackles by himself. And that was in, within the first four games. So you look, at, you look at what we lost in Matthews, I think we can get that. We can get Matthews back and even more with signing Earl Thomas. But the thing is, how much money are the Texans willing to give out? Because you're looking at a situation where they offer – uh, Matthews 9.3, Earl Thomas already came out and said he wants to be the highest paid safety, so he's looking for at least 13, 14 million right off the bat. He's looking for 14. And with the Landon Collins deal, that number may be uh, may increase mm-hmm. because Landon Collins, I'm going to look at the numbers he got uh, for his contract, but if Landon Collins is making more um, then Earl Thomas is going to be right around Look, he got, Atlanta College got six year, $84 million with 48 
guaranteed. God, now, man. will a team give Earl Thomas six years? No. So, of course, the year mm-hmm. is going to decrease. But the amount per year, and the I think, and money. the guarantee part, I think is going to still stay around 14, 15, 60 around, 60 around that range. And the thing is, the Texans saved money. By uh, they saved nine million dollars by letting go of Kevin Johnson. He's in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Good riddance. <laughs> Never saw him on the field. And they also have seventy two million dollars to play with in yeah. cap this year. But the thing is, even though I want Earl Thomas, you still have to think of he's coming off a year with with that fractured leg injury. So talent wise, he's worth the thirteen fourteen million. But definitely, when yeah, you he's think worth about it. his age, I mean, he's twenty nine. Um, coming off the injury, like how much, how close do you get to that thirteen fourteen million he wants? That's the next question, because we don't want to sign the one who within the next what he's he's a shell of his former self. Right. So that is a big deal, especially. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. In the past, we've seen the Texans bring in a player at that position who was old, paid him the, the money, and didn't do squat for the team with um, Ed Reed. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's at the back, the middle, and the front of the Texans off, you know, uh, front office mind. Yeah, we can't have this happen again. Now, I also think there's a difference because Earl Thomas is a little bit younger at the time when they signed Ed Reed which I think is a big factor on why they should do it. Another guy that they should look at before we get out of here, LaMarcus Jordan from the Rams. The yeah. Rams just signed Eric Weddle. So you kind of understand that's going to be your replacement. Mm-hmm. Jordan is going to be out. I think um, he is a name that the Texans should look at. He, he was decent. He was uh, above average with his PPF, PFF rating last year for the Rams. And you also make it to the Super Bowl, so you have playoff Super Bowl experience. I wouldn't be mad if they brought him in, and I think that's the guy they should look at. Yep. Uh, when we come back on the other side of the break, we are going to talk about who else should the Texans go ahead and look at in free agency this off season. And boy, do I think one name can change the <laughs> dynamic of this team. On the other side of the break, this is John, some sports guy, Hickman, and to the right of me. Cody Davis. That's Cody with a T. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys, ladies, listeners, and all of the above. Again, this is the Locked On Texans podcast with your new host, some sports guy, and Cody Davis. Cody, we kind of hinted at it in the previous segment, uh, but let's discuss it now. We know the Texans lost Honey Badger which is a loss if you don't replace him. Now, you do have Reed back there. Had a phenomenal rookie season, and I believe he is a stud. The reason that's so bad about losing Honey Badger right now is uh, you also have another free agent out there. Kareem Jackson is also a free agent. I think Kareem Jackson will be back with the Texans. Um, but you never know with free agency, especially with a guy like him who's done everything he possibly could at his position or positions, in his case, whether it be nickel, corner, safety, for the Texans and went as far as he possibly could. Maybe he would like a new scenery. Maybe he would want a bag that's bigger than what the Texans are willing to give him. We don't know, but he is mm-hmm. also a free agent. So that's another guy that it's imperative for you to resign. But moving forward, 
Um, we're going to continue to give you guys updates daily, of course, uh, with the Texans offseason and what's going on and how things need to shake out for them to improve and just be healthier team hmm. in this upcoming season. That was the biggest issue with them, health and line. And this is where I come in at with who I believe that the Texans should go after in this offseason. <laughs> I'm glad you say that, but first, okay. let me ask you this. All right. What position do you think, outside of safety now, what is the most important position you think we should upgrade? Without a shadow of a doubt, any place on that offensive line, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where it is. And and, and uh, a couple of days ago, I can't remember the exact date, you know, the, uh, was it the Steelers were shopping around um, Marcus Gilbert, the right tackle, and I, I looked – at the depth chart for the Texans. And mm-hmm. knowing their history, I thought he was somebody that the Texans should go after in a trade. Now, he's not a free agent. He, you would have to trade for him. Um, right now, Lamb ended their season off as a starter at right tackle, had his best season. But if that's your best season and Deshaun Watson was sacked over 60 times, then and, and no disrespect to Lamb, I think he did have a solid season for his best season, but that still says a lot about what needs to be improved. Mm-hmm. And they also brought back Central Henderson, who they signed last offseason, but after game, I believe, three, he was hurt out for the season. So you would have to look at his the way he went out with an ankle injury. He's a big dude playing on the offensive line, injuries are your history. You have to make upgrades. So I definitely think Marcus Gilbert. Another position that I think is imperative to fix is the running back position. And this is where we about to have some fun. You you mind if I go first? By all means, please. I already know who you and everybody out there in Texas Nation might want to sign. So I'm going to save that for you. But for the running back, first of all, I happen to like Lamar Miller. I really kind of think he's a decent guy. But I think there, there's, that, that's the position where we do have to upgrade on. And you know who I want the Texans to go after? Tevin Coleman, the running back of the Atlanta Falcons. Ah, I like that. I, I like him like a lot of people don't know. Like he, he hasn't had a season yet where you can say he's a what? Top five running back? But give it a year or two, John. I'm telling you, this guy... I mean, he's 25 years old, and last year was was by far like his best season. I mean, this is an up and coming star, and I feel like with the amount of money we got, we can get him for at least the next three years on a good deal. A good, that's the thing that it's not like the Texans are in a bind from previous uh, contracts. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about it before we dip off today about what's going on with the franchise tag. Which is David Clowney. Yeah. That's pending. Whether he signs it or not, we'll talk about that. They have money. Yeah. You save $9 million. You get up to 72. You can potentially get more money depending on if you release players, have to deal with maybe some dead money, but you can get some more cap for this year. Um, whether with trades, it doesn't matter. So more money is very possible. But right now you're sitting on a nice stack. Yep. You got a nice lump of money, which brings me to... <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Oh, here we go. Le'Veon Bell. If I'm the Texans, knowing that it is very difficult to have a quick fix at offensive line, whether 
you you may want to bring a guy in in, in offseason free agency of a, a vet, but maybe he's not as good as he was because he's old. You may want to bring in a, 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 a rookie. You may mm-hmm. draft one, but maybe he has a learning curve before he gets to his potential. If he ever gets to, to his potential, that happens in the NFL. The reason why I believe Le'Veon would be so big for the Texans is because you have a threat constantly out the backfield. So if everything breaks down in, in the backfield, you can dump it off to Le'Veon and he can make something work. He can make things shake. I like where you're coming from, and don't get me wrong. I, I will. I will. Add, I'm sorry. You add that with Nuke and a healthy Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. I get where you're coming from, but I personally don't want Bell in Houston. I'm sorry, because first of all, you just say that we're sitting on a lot of money right now. He's basically going to take all of that. He wants the bag, John. Not only that, I do believe him sitting out all last year. He's probably going to lose maybe one or two steps. He's going to come out really rusty. He's going to come out slow. I know he was still out. I know he was still in Pittsburgh working out and stuff, but that's not in game. That's 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 not going to I'm sorry, John. That's that's it's that's a risk. And not only that, you also got to think about the injury risk too as well because I mean, he has missed a whole entire year. So we're throwing money to a guy who set out all last year and it, he just might not be the same. Potentially, that could happen with any free agent you sign. You're but right. I, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Here's why I think it'll be a big boost for the Texans. When we saw the Saints draft Reggie Bush, Bush, that did a lot for the Saints offense because, okay, well, everything's breaking down. Let me dump it off in the flats. Okay, well, we can have Reggie Bush line up a receiver. And that helped the Saints tremendously. I credit Reggie Bush for kickstarting that franchise to win that Super Bowl because the mm-hmm. energy he brought. I think Le'Veon is a guy that can do the same thing for the Texans because he's so good. And not only can you dump it off to him in the backfield, but if you need to get some running going, he can do that as well. Now, is it going to be a little bit different because you're going to Pittsburgh who had a better steady line than the Texans does do, do currently? Yes. But if you match that talent across the board with DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson and the healthy Will Fuller and, and whoever else they bring in, then that can be a very scary offense. Well, you won't have much pressure on your defense. I get you, but I'm telling you, why spend all that money on Bell when you can get Tevin Campbell? Coleman. Tevin uh, Campbell's uh, a silk sh- singer. <laughs> okay. All right. That's, that's, a, that's a mistake. Okay. Here we go. Three. Two, one. Start over. <laughs> <laughs> Why spend all that money on Bell when you could get Tevin Coleman? I'm telling you, John, give it a year or two. This man's name is going to be in the top five running backs in this league. You like to throw around top five a lot. Because, you know what? We're not about to argue. This is the first episode. Well, let's not do that. Let's, let's not get, do that. Here's another name. He, he, this is a guy that's a free agent, and I haven't seen him resign the deal. Your hometown, New Orleans, Mark Ingram is a free agent. But Mark Ingram isn't going anywhere. We, we never know. Oh, he's we not never going know. Nowhere, trust me. Before we get out of here, we're going to talk about Jadavion Clowney and the franchise tag. Now, that is something I am very interested in talking about because if you are a Texan fan, if you're a fan of the team, please, this is not smoke and mirrors. This is a great decision by the Texans, and I'll tell you why when we come back. This is John, some sports guy, Hickman, and to the right of me. Cody with a T. And we'll be back shortly. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Locked On Texans podcast on the Locked On 
Podcast Network. Cody. Jadavian Clowney. Before we even talk about Jadavian Clowney, I mean, let's look at what's going on around the city um, with the Texans. Mm-hmm. Promising future. You're right. Um, 11-5 last season. Went on an eight-game win streak. This is very fun, by the way. Very fun. Uh, the, the best part of that win streak had to be against Dallas. Yes, that was oh, early on in the win streak my too. Goodness, that that was the most my favorite part. What of is it about every team they love to beat Dallas? I think it's more the fan. The fan. Base. It's beating the fan yeah. base. And the thing about beating the fan base is you're never really going to win because they're going to continue to talk. That's what they do about their championships that was won during the dinosaur ages twenty years ago, 20, thirty years ago, thirty years ago. I don't even think I was, I was born, but I wasn't born. We were in diapers. I was still a, a child drinking juice, and it was spilling everywhere on the carpet. <laughs> That's what I was doing. But nonetheless, they did have the eight-game win streak. They had a lot of positives. Of course, they had negatives. Um, like the playoff game. Like the playoff game. Like people calling on Bill O'Brien's job, which is something we definitely have to discuss I want to hear back from the fans, so I'm going to definitely pose a question on Twitter, get some feedback. I like to I like to talk to people on Twitter. That's good. I'm just talking about the whole B.O.B. nonsense. Like, I'm a, stop I'm a, it. I'm a big B.O.B. fan. Me too. I like Billy O. Billy O is my guy. Um, but, I mean, he does have things he has to improve on. Like, like time what coach management. doesn't? What coach doesn't? Bill Belichick. He has some stuff to improve on, like, you know. Ego, maybe, yeah, but coaching-wise. There I'm you bro, go. There you he's, go. He's pretty good. Um, Patriots your fan, by the way? I am a fan of the Patriots. Oh, <laughs> did you hear that? Oh. <laughs> I am a bad Some skeletons coming out the closet. You asked. Mm-hmm. You asked. Um, but I think right now the mindset for everybody is, okay, we've seen what's capable now it is time to really excel in those areas, which brings me to this point. Jadavian Clowney, franchise tag. They picked up his fifth-year option last season before the season kicked off. They fr- they're going to franchise tag him. Well, they put the franchise tag on him already. He has until uh, July 15th to uh, sign a long-term deal, but right now he's on their franchise tag. and. Cody, to be completely honest with you, I like that decision for the Texans. Mm-hmm. I personally think it's a win-win situation, um, but here's why I like it more so for the Texans. Let's look at Clowney's numbers. In 2017, you have 59 combined tackles, uh, 18 assisted on, nine and a half sacks. That was a good year for Clowney. His best year to date. Um, going into that season. So when you have a season like that, you expect more out of a player that you drafted number one five years ago. This season, 47 combined tackles, nine assisted on, nine sacks. Nine sacks is still a good number. But here's my thing with Clowney, which is why I think the Texans are putting themselves in this position with the franchise tag. We know a couple things about Clowney. Number one, there's games where he completely disappears in the second half. He's gassed. He's tired. Again, no knock to him, but that's what's going on on tape. That's what's going on on the field. Secondly, 
there's also times in a game period I can look at the game against Buffalo. I forgot he was on the field. There's games against the New York Giants. I forgot he was on the field. Against the Patriots, I forgot he was on the field. Against the Cleveland Browns, I forgot he was on the field because he doesn't make consistent plays game in and game out. And so the Texans are looking at that like, okay, well, we gave you that year when we picked up your fifth-year option to prove us that you can do something. You didn't give us what we thought you were going to be able to give us, so we're going to franchise tag you and give you one more try. And here's why I like that franchise tag, that decision to franchise tag. If he signs it and a team wants to trade for him because that franchise tag is non-exclusive, they would have to give up two first-round draft selections. Mm. That's a huge win for the for the Texans. And right now, the battle going back and forth between Clowney and uh, the Texans is, well, am I an edge rusher on the D-line or am I a linebacker? And as you know, D-linemen make a little bit more money than those linebackers. So that's the beef right now. Not necessarily calling it beef, but that's a stalemate. He wants to get paid like a Von Miller. But the thing is, when we gave you that last year option to prove that you're able to do this, well, we have proof on times where, well, where's Clowney? We're like, where's Waldo? Where's Clowney? Can we find Clowney? So I, I like that franchise tag for the Texans. Uh, and let me state this. I am a huge player first guy. I also think this is still work out for Clowney, player first. If you sign that franchise tag, well, you can do like Le'Veon did. I'll play this one year. I'm going to make the market price for my position, which is $15 million, roughly around that. And somebody can still trade for you. If a team trades for you and is willing to give up two first-round picks, I don't think that's going to happen personally. But if they're willing to do that, then you know they're going to extend you and give you the money that you want. If you play on this one year, you get your $15 million. Then next year, when the cap goes up again, then you'll get the contract you want. And I believe it to be from somebody else outside of the Texans. You made a lot of good points, but me personally, I don't like it. Only because watching how the way players get franchise tags these last couple of years, it it really is not it's not ending too well for for them and the team. And I would hate to see the Texans lose a player like Clowney. I really wanted them to to you know come to a, come to an agreement uh, with a new contract. Not saying that that's not going to happen. But, I mean, the Texans, especially this summer, they cannot afford to lose another piece, especially a huge key piece like Clowney. So. And, and that's, listen, that's 100%. Let me clarify myself. Since the tag is non-exclusive, a team can match, uh, the, uh, the team, the Texans can match any potential offers uh, that Clowney gets from other organizations during the free agent, uh, sorry, free agency. So if the Texans decline to match that offer, then that team would have to send over uh, two first-round draft selections um, to make that deal complete. But I ask this question. After losing Matthew, after losing Honey Badger, is it worth now losing Clowney? I think for the Texans... For two, what is it, third and fifth-round pick? No. It, right now? Yeah. 
What what would the other team have to send over? Two first round picks. Oh, two, two first. first. So picks. is that worth losing Clowney for? To get two first round selections, yes. Here's the thing. It depends on where the Texans are right now. If they're in a win now mode, then that's the question you would have to ask. Uh I still think, yeah, it'll be worth it. You get two first round draft selections. It's not the NBA where after the first thirteen players is rally you find another player. In the NFL, you can make that happen, Captain. Mm-hmm. Um but but the thing is, is Conley willing to get that money at linebacker? Is he willing to take it at rush at the DN position? What is he willing to do? Because he holds cards as well. The Texans, I believe, ultimately hold the most cards because, Clowney, you didn't give us exactly what we expected of you and what you expected to do. And with those games I just named, well, hey, that matters. Mm-hmm. That goes into why we're giving you a franchise tag. So um, we'll see how it works out. We'll continue to keep looking into it but until next time this is the show for right now 30 minutes we're 30 minutes right now no we should be if not you know we put in some fillers or whatever we'll put in something later on again can i drop my name one more time go ahead john i know your name john some sports guy follow me on twitter some sports guy follow the twitter page locked on texans at locked on texans to the right of me Cody Davis, and that's Cody with a T, not a D, people. Until next time, we are the Bulls on Parade with a party twist. Go have some fun.